www.thefourpersons.com. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help us, God. Happy first Friday of Lent, 2024. How you doing, William? Hey, I'm doing well, John. How about you? Can you believe it's already Lent? Like, where's the where's the year gone? <laughs> yeah, like, where's the decade gone? <laughs> yeah, true story. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> so, I don't know that the four persons network could have had a better first year. Um, it's been a, it's been a fantastic year. I mean, what, I mean, I was listening to, listening to your show the other day, the update with uh, Richard, the divine mercy. And you're talking about all these number one shows that have happened over yeah. the past year. And you were like, this would be a great, if we can just have one. Yeah. Uh, what's it been like, like six or seven or something like that. Well, we've had 13 top 10 shows. Okay, I was close. Give me okay, I was I was close. <laughs> That's it's amazing. That's and awesome. I honestly, when we started, I was optimistically thinking, okay, if we can have one top ten show in our first year, we've had thirteen. That's so right. That's amazing. Uh, and and look at some of the guests that we've had on and, and just I mean, we're just putting out a lot of really good content. So you've decided to kick it up a notch as far as the networking, as far as getting us out on um different platforms and you decided to form the Bible Catholic network as just kind of an offshoot of what you've already done. So why don't we start there? Kind of talk about the genesis of what's brought you to creating this network. And then we'll go with what you're, what you're attempting to accomplish with it. Okay. So yeah. So the Bible Catholic network, like you said, it's kind of offshoot of what I've been doing. My YouTube channel is called the Bible Catholic. And I've had a podcast before called The Bible Catholic Show, etc. But I've had this idea for a network for actually a few years and just kind of put it on the shelf, put it on the shelf. But really, about November time frame, I really felt this inkling, okay, like this is something I need to do. And so I'm just praying about it, praying about it. And finally, I decided in January of this year, to go ahead and launch it. And the whole point of the network is to, well, get the gospel out there, get the truth of the Catholic faith out there. And we have lots of great shows out there. I mean, everyone knows about Catholic Answers Live, all all this, all these great things, Ascension, everything that they're doing, you know, everything, all the great stuff that Father Mike, the Father Mike is doing out there. But there's a lot of great content out there with a lot of smaller platforms. And so I just wanted to help them grow their brands, get their message out there. And right now we're, we're up to seven shows and um, it's, it's been, it's been a great month and a half. That's really all it's been a uh, month and a half. We have something like 4,000 downloads already. Um, it's, it's just great. C- couldn't ask for a greater reception out there. Yeah. And um, 
Of course, you're you're now one of the directors at Catholicism Rocks, and um, we've been associated with those with those folks for quite a while now. Right, boy, they're just great people, Sean and Kathy, and and the whole group over there. They're just they're just great people, and they're doing great things. But between Catholicism Rocks and the Bible Catholic Network, and and the four persons and and Gary Machuto and what all these other people are doing. It's really a beautiful thing, William, because we're all on the same page. We're all absolutely. It's the it's the mission is bigger than us. It, it's it's not about John Benko or William Hemsworth or Ken Litchfield or right or Gary or Luke or any. It's it's not about us or even Lisa. Lisa's doing wonderful things uh, Amazing. With, with her music ministry, uh, and yet it's all for the it, it it's all for the bigger message. And um, you know, it's kind of funny that you said about November you got this this inkling to finally start this network. I made a decision in November as well, and that's when I decided I have to stop putting off this trip to Israel. It's something I've wanted to do for decades, and uh, it's too expensive. I can't get the time off. It's, you know, uh, and I looked at the price tag, and I don't know if you've looked at the price tag of the trip to Israel with Steve Ray. It's not cheap. (laughs) No, it is not. I've talked to Steve about that before when the pandemic hit. I had him on my YouTube channel. Yeah. And yeah, not cheap, but with everything that he takes you takes you to, I mean, it's well worth its weight in gold. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's gonna be you're gonna have a great time, John. I have no doubt. I'm jealous. I, it's it's on my bucket list to go do that trip as well. So well, I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to those trips and whatever live streams you do out there. I'm looking forward to all of that. Well, I was talking to Ken about that yesterday. You guys are definitely going to be involved because I'm planning on sending something content wise every day that I'm over there, whether it's a, whether it's a short live stream or a, or a blog talk radio show or something. So you guys are going to kind of have to be on the receiving end of some of that stuff, you know, to kind of help me out with that. And and I have no doubt that you will, but uh, really the genesis of me making this decision about, by the way, I made the decision Thanksgiving week. And the and the the base the base cost of this is about nine thousand dollars. Okay, I owe five hundred dollars. That's that's where I am since the end of November. And that's uh, amazing. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be in in, but <laughs> through overtime and just you know, you know, just things have worked out. You know, to to just keep chopping that wood, keep chopping that wood. Yeah. And I've got it down to, uh, and I've lived a sheltered life. I've never been outside of my own time zone uh, oh. in my life. And and this is just something that's just so big, um, so much bigger than anything that, that um, uh, someone's asking if it's a question and answer show. If, if you have a question, absolutely post it. We'll, uh, we'll take questions, right? Sure. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for you on that trip. That's that's great. I heard about that and I was blown away. It's always something I've wanted to do. My wife wants to do it. Well, we'll do it someday. It's going to be something that has to be 
it's it's going to be incorporated into what we're doing, William. And this is what mm-hmm. we were just talking about. It's something that I'm going to share with you. It's not a. It's not. This is not about just John going and keeping it to himself. I'm going to share the pictures and the videos and the experience with 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 you all. Uh, and try to, you know, uh, bring you there as much as possible. And William. <laughs> We've had some great saints in the history of our church, just phenomenal men and women beyond anything that you and I will probably ever be. (laughs) Okay. Imagine if they had the resources that we have, if they had the meat, how many people could St. Francis of Assisi have reached if he had what we have now? Um, right. I mean, you're you're in you're over in Virginia. I'm in Tucson, Arizona, and here we are talking live to whoever wants to listen to this, really, because it's going to be on demand and everything else. And yes, we're live streaming, but here we are. I mean, yeah. there's no just, no delays. Week, no, I mean, it's amazing. Last week we were doing a live stream with Tony and Paulette Rock from Bethlehem. Right. There. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Get your mind around that, okay? That we're live streaming with somebody in Bethlehem. I mean, that even 20 years ago, that was just unthinkable mm-hmm. that we would be able to do something like that live. Um, and, and that's really the genesis of what you're trying to do. You're trying to take that technology and just really, really run with it. So you decided to launch the Bible Catholic Network on Substack. Why there? What 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 advantages does that platform give you? Well, Substack is really for the newsletter. So for each for each show, I have their own individual feeds, and I did that through a company called RSS.com. And really, for twenty dollars a month, I could have as many shows on that network as possible. But on Substack, um, Substack is a very popular platform. Um, pretty much every. There's tons of content on there, tons of newsletters on there. So every week I go in and I just I I advertise the top show for that week from all the shows in my network. That way there's just some extra exposure out there. And Substack has a really high open rate um, for each of my newsletters. For everyone that's emailed out, it's opened 93% of the time right now, which is huge. Because I don't know about you, John, but I get I get these newsletters in my email. Delete. I mean, real. I mean, honestly, unless it's something that really intrigues me. But not only that, there's a social media component to Substack as well. It's kind of like they call it notes, and it's kind of like I'll say, well, I still call it Twitter, but you know, X mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for that. So you could post it there. You could network with other other creators. There's a lot of authors on there. There's a lot of radio hosts, a lot of fellow podcast creators that are on there, and it's really just a way of networking checking out each other's content and getting all the shows that are in my network um, additional listens views and just get their message out there so when something's on there for the every week something goes out on the four persons when I upload some new shows um, I try to share little snippets and links to the show on LinkedIn Substack Twitter Facebook uh, all those places um, I'm going to be doing Instagram soon. I haven't had time to make an Instagram page yet for it, but that's going to happen very soon. So I'm excited for that because Instagram is a huge platform as well. And 
a lot of the young people are using it. That's where they're getting a lot of their content. And a lot of the shows I have, like Four Persons, for example, is on the network. Gary Machuda's Apocrypha Apocalypse is on there. And DeSantis's um, Journey of Faith. Bill Snyder's Young Catholics Respond. All these shows are on there that are young people are looking for answers. Even some of us older people are looking for answers. And so we have to go to those other platforms as well. But with Substack, it's just, it's a, it's just a way, it's a way of networking. It's very popular. It's a very user friendly platform. It's easy to share the content. It's easy to subscribe to the content and they actually promote your content as well. So it's, it's really a win-win and it doesn't cost anything to do, which is also good. <laughs> so. All right. So here's the question uh, from a Facebook user. I'm married to a non-Catholic and without remembering Ash Wednesday was the same day as Valentine's Day. I planned an evening date with my wife. When I realized the day was Ash Wednesday, went to mass instead of this date. I told her I put Jesus first and now she is mad at me. Any advice from one married guy to another? Guess oh, what? Yeah. I'm going to put you in the hot seat on that one. I'm not touching that one. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I totally understand the sent the sentiment. Um, and I could I could look at it one of two, I could look at it two ways here. One from every direction, John. One, Ash Wednesday, as great as it is, is not a holy day of obligation. We're not obligated to go to mass on that day. If you do, that's great. You chose to do that, that's great. On the other hand, I can see where she's coming from. You promised her a night out. I get that. As a husband, our first vocation is our is our marriage, right? We have to, our vocation is marriage. So I could see it. So I would just say words of advice to get you out of the doghouse, whoever you may be, because I've been there myself. Yeah, you chose to go to mass. That's honorable. And I'm sure in time, she's going to see that. So don't stress over it. Apologize. Maybe take her out tomorrow night. Maybe take her out Sunday night. Take her out again. Okay. Take her out for a nice dinner, wherever her favorite restaurant is. Ask her what she wants to do. Or better yet, if you know, just surprise her. Um, hopefully that's some good advice. I, I Like I said, I can see it from both perspectives. Um, don't beat yourself up over it too much. Apologize. Um, in time, I'm sure she'll see it. She'll understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I look back at you know some of the some of the mistakes I made in 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 my marriage and why things went wrong and you know there's always there's the things that were my fault the things that were her fault and then there were the things that were nobody else's fault that were our fault because of the way that we reacted to those things but I will say this I was too willing in retrospect I was too willing to compromise on my faith in order to make them happy yeah i should have i should have been much more firm in setting the ground rules because what what happened is you start sending a mixed message mm -hmm. You start sending a mixed message. When you start sending a mixed message, you start looking like a hypocrite. And so my advice, what I have learned is that um, you and your spouse 
should show your kids that you love God more than you love each other. Thousand percent. That's the foundation of your marriage. That's the cornerstone of your marriage. Um, you know, Christmas Day, you're going to church, <laughs> period. That's what you're telling your kids. And, you know, those were the kind of things that I would get, I would get frustrated. I would get tired of fighting. And, okay, I'll go. I'm going by myself. And mm-hmm. I should have laid down the law on things like that. It's Christmas Day. It's about the Savior. Uh, Santa Claus's opening presence is just fine. It's just nice. But it has its place. And that place is secondary to what this day is really about. That's just one example. Sure. No, and and, and like I said, um, the question, they chose to go to Mass. That's great. Just try to... I guess try to understand where the other person is coming from as well. A little empathy, not saying they're not being empathetic or anything. And I'm sure in time she she loves you. She knows that you take your faith seriously in time to understand. I mean, I've done some stuff as well. We've all done stuff, right, John? I mean, really, let's be honest. We've all done some stuff and my wife has, I've cooled down one way or the other. My wife has done the same. Um, we try to see each other's viewpoints. Yeah. And we, yeah. And we go from there. Yeah. But like you said, we have we have that, my wife and I, we have that understanding. Christmas, Mass. Easter, Mass. Valentine's Day this year, um, I'm also a basketball coach. We had three games. I didn't go home until about 8 o'clock, so that was already scratched for me anyway. <laughs> but... We're gonna do. We're gonna make up for it. We're gonna go. We're gonna go out next weekend. Um, but of course, we're doing um, next Friday. We're also doing the soup night at my parish and the stations of the cross. Since we couldn't go to Ash Wednesday, we're doing something because we couldn't get to the Ash Wednesday mass and everything else. So, if that makes sense, William, I love being Catholic, uh, and me too. I think, I think that's one of the things that grieves me the most about my family is because they've lost that and they've lost it kind of through their own choice and 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 i think they don't realize what a beautiful church we belong to what a beautiful faith we belong to what a beautiful heritage we belong to right. i had somebody the other day that asked uh, one of these questions they, they asked was you know, how can Catholics say that their religion is the true religion when it's produced so many, you know, bad, despicable, you know, types of people? And I said, okay, are you judging us by our worst? Or are you judging us by our best? Mm-hmm. Okay, judge us by our best and then tell me who your faith tradition has that can stand up against St. Francis of Assisi, Mother Teresa. Not- John, not only that, yeah. Oh, sorry, John. There was a little delay there. Not not only that, but think of these despicable. The argument, right? The despicable popes. Yeah. Now, the church has been around two thousand years. With those horrible leaders, the church is still here. I mean, if you wanted to, it has to be of God at that point. If all these horrible leaders were, you know, heading it up on Earth, and here it is, it's still standing. I mean, look at the church in Africa. It's flourishing right now. Absolutely flourishing. 
other parts of the world absolutely flourishing. The church is still growing. We may not see it here in the United States. Don't be wrong. We have some issues here in the United States with the church. But worldwide, worldwide, it's still growing. We've, there's more persecution now than there was when Christianity started, yet it's still growing. And it's growing in those places where persecution is the worst. And that's just an amazing thing. When you, when you think about it, it's of God. It wouldn't still be growing if it wasn't. If it was just a man-made religion, as so many claim, it would have died off centuries ago. Yeah. I love it when people claim that Christianity is a man-made religion. I love that argument. Okay, so, all right, so I'm going to join a religion. I'm going to form a religion where I have to deny myself. I have to take up my own cross and uh, follow even to death if necessary. (laughs) Why would I create a religion like that? Uh, If I were to create a religion, I would be about me, me, me. (laughs) Yes. Amen. I couldn't agree more. It's just, it's really, it's a nonsensical argument. Yep. Truly. Here's another question. Is it okay to be a Catholic nomad? Meaning I go to several different parishes. One, for instance, is 50 miles away. I don't really see any problem with that. As as long as they're in communion with the Holy See, I've done this. Uh, sometimes I have to do the same thing myself. And here's why, William, because I'm in a kind of a job that the schedules change sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I have to, okay, I can't go to evening mass today, but I could go to the morning mass over here or I can't make confession over here, but this confession I can make, you know, and I kind of, I, I do the same thing myself. Um, you're, going to ma- you're, going, you're going to mass, my friend. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love what you said because we were, our brains were tracking the same place when you said that the Catholic church is flourishing in Africa in, in the middle of bloodshed. That's right. You know, uh, on, on speakable. Um, it's it's dangerous to be a Catholic in Africa now. It's uh it's it's and and you know the, the so-called civilized governments of the world, like the United States, are doing nothing. Right. And one more thing about Nigeria, John. And I don't know how I don't know what it's like in Virginia. I'll just I can just speak for Arizona, at least Tucson. A lot of the new priests we have are missionaries from Nigeria. My pastor, missionary from Nigeria, our associate from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. They're on fire for the faith and they are not afraid to show it. It's it's just beautiful. A lot of the new, a lot of new priests in my diocese are from Nigeria. Nigeria, okay. Think Nigeria now, they're evangelizing us. Africa is evangelizing us now. Um, it's 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 amazing when you think about it. There's all that persecution over there, but they're producing all these vocations. They're producing all of these saints, really, because there's a lot of martyrs, so they're automatically saints. I mean, we have we have a lot to learn from that. We really truly do. Are we willing to put our lives on the line just to go to mass? Or is the Super Bowl more important? 
the viewers can answer that question on their own. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just something to think about. No, it's it's a it's an absolutely valid question, and um, well, you're right when you said we got problems in this country. We we are the 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 Catholic Church in this country is um, we're just doing a good job of cannibalizing ourselves. Uh, oh, yeah. And why is that? I don't I don't I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's a if it's if it's a battle for clicks or 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 web page stats or whatever. But it just seems like there's this propensity for the outrageous, the, the outrageous statement, um, especially attacks on the uh, attacks on the Pope, and and you know legitimate criticisms about well maybe he should have said this this way or you know I don't like the fact that you know he's not coming down hard enough on this person. Legitimate, positive criticism is okay. Sure. But there are attacks on the on the Pope, on the Holy Father that are just vicious today, uh, including you see these false quotes online. They'll, they'll take something. Like, like the one going out today, like eat whatever you want during Lent, that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's, uh, yeah. what's behind this? Um, Satan. Yeah. Satan um, wants to divide us. He doesn't want the one, he doesn't want the unity because unity is a attack on him. I mean, that's really plain and simple. Um, I think we forget sometimes. So, John, I come from the Protestant world and there's a lot of talk about spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. And I think we forget as Catholics sometimes that spiritual warfare is real. Satan is, he wants to sow those seeds of division in families. Okay, not just the nuclear family, but the church family as well. Because you and I were baptized. We are brothers in Christ. We are part of God's family. And everyone who's baptized is part of God's family. And if Satan can divide us, well, guess what? How many set of how many new set of acantists are there? And I don't know the answer to this question because of some of these um false accusations yeah okay leading them astray like leading souls astray from the truth for and this is just my opinion for the sake of clicks because the more clicks you get on youtube the more revenue you make etc now there's nothing wrong with getting clicks on youtube but when you're being deceitful about it and intentionally misinterpreting what is being said and like, like I said, there are valid critiques we can make. Totally valid critiques we can make. But there's a difference between a critique and um, a flat denial of the papacy. And, and flat out make them stuff up. I mean, that, that's the sin of calumny, right? Yeah. I mean, that's really, we're Plenty, breaking yeah. one of the Ten Commandments there by yeah. doing that. And people are, it's, it's see, and not everyone, but there are um, prominent internet Catholics who are very quick to do this. Let me touch on another nerve that you just uh, you just touched on. Um, it's interesting that the that the listener talked about Ash Wednesday and good uh, Ash Wednesday and St. Valentine's Day falling on the same day. Uh, I remember vividly, vividly the last time that happened, and I was 
and I watched it happening in real time and and um and it, and it, and it was horrific and of course I'm talking about the the shooting at the school in Parkland Florida that happened when Ash Wednesday and St Valentine's Day fell on the same day and this goes back to what you were just talking about uh, about people want to deny the devil they want to deny the existence of evil the shooter when he was arrested said he was hearing demons he was hearing voices that mm-hmm. and and all his life he and it's not a it's not an isolated event many of these mass shooting events have been young people who've been involved in the occult who've openly stated that they're involved in the cult and that they've heard demons, they've heard voices. And the media immediately dismisses it as mental illness, mental illness. Well, William, my brother, Mike, who died in 2015, was a legitimate schizophrenic. And it was very sad. It was very difficult to watch. He heard voices of, you know, people who weren't there. I'm not making light of it. It was very painful. But he died with his rosary in his hands. Never would it have entered into the man's heart to enter into a school and kill a bunch of kids. You can't explain that with mental illness. There's something more there. And one of the reasons we decided to create the four persons, of course, is based on Mark chapter 12, verse 30. You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole mind, your whole soul, and your whole strength. The modern psychiatric profession, William, wants to deny the emotional person and the spiritual person and basically reduce us to robots. We're all mental mental impulses and 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 human uh, physical urges we cease to be human beings at that point don't we well it's definitely all we're, everything's connected right our mind our soul all of the, all of that is connected our emotions we're emotional beings everything is connected and if one part is suffering the rest will eventually suffer yeah so when you deny the existence of good and evil. Adolf Hitler and Mother Teresa are the same person. I, what what difference? What quantitative difference can you make between them? They're they're the same, right? Um, kind of. And then at that, I mean, then at that point, um, what is evil? Because, and I, I hate even having these words come out of my mouth for some what adolf hitler did was not evil and it clearly was um when when there's when it, things are subjective we start running into some serious problems and that's a good point that you bring up yeah yeah so when you lose the objective standard which is god which is the judeo christian foundation that our nation was founded upon and that civilization has been the bedrock of civilization for two millennia you lose you lose 
sight of that, you lose touch with that. Uh, not surprising that we live in a world that's on fire. It's 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 a mess. The world is is we can't trust our government. We can't trust our media. Um, you know, people are being squeezed by the government from one side and corporate world from another side, and uh, greed and 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 lust and envy and and the drive for power and and money and luxury. It's it's out of control. But even a- through even through all those things, John, we can still find good things happening, and I think we need to remember that. We can we can still see people rising up. We could still see people of faith doing great things in the name of Christ. We could still see all those things. I mean, Christ told us these things were going to happen. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, they suck, okay? Let's be blunt. It sucks. But Christ overcame the world, and he said, take heart. I've overcome the world, okay? And he's always with us. He said he's with us through the end of the age. That means he's never going to leave us. He's with us in the Eucharist, in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's with us all the time. Um, and I think sometimes we can get dragged down by all those things that are going around by every, by looking the news. I mean, we could we could look at the news and be dragged be dragged down and get get bummed out and everything else. And instead of looking at those good things that are also happening, that's another thing with social media and everything. It's the negative stuff that drives those clicks. But there's also good things happening. We really need to see those. Um, I'm not saying ignore those bad things because they are happening and we need to work to alleviate those things. And that's part of our work as Christians as well, is to bring Christ to others. Well, I think the other um, thing that you, that you have to do is you have to go back to the center. You have to go back to the core. Okay, this is what's important. This is what's um this is what's real and, and everything outside of this is, is really the illusion. And William, that's why I decided to go to Israel. Uh, but to your point, I think there's reason to really be optimistic when you look at this young Catholic generation. Oh, yeah. They're on fire. They're on fire for Christ. I, I really am optimistic. I, I think the young generation of upcoming Catholics is far more engaged and far more on fire than our, than our generation. Do you see the same thing? I do. And in my diocese last weekend, um, there was a, a mass and a ceremony to honor, to honor the youth. I think it was something like 50 teenagers were honored for their service to the church. I mean, these are these are kids from ninth grade to twelfth grade, so high schoolers, devoting their time to the church. Um, some of them are teaching young kids; they're catechists already. Of course, there's altar servers in there. There's lectors. Um, all these great things. They're going out in the community, um, you know, feeding the homeless, working at the soup kitchen. All of these great things are happening. In our church, like I said, a lot of the young people—they're on fire. They—they they see that. Let's—I mean, let's not be naive, John. These young people see the same things we see. Sometimes we, 
and I'm, I'm a teacher and I talk to these kids every day. They see the same things that we see. And they're, they're pretty blunt about it. They don't hide the truth. Um, and they want to see change as well. And they're starting to see things are wrong. And these young people are seeing that even though things are crazy in the world, there's beauty in the church. There's beauty in the faith. And they want to share that. They want to participate in, the, in that. And that's really the future. You know, we, we get down on the young generation sometimes, or a lot of times, if you wanted to, if you want to look at social media and the news, but these young people are absolutely on fire for the faith. Um, I think the I think the church in the US, even though it has its issues as we've discussed already. With these young people getting older, we're going to see revival, and I hope we're ready for it. Yeah, that's basically what I was suggesting, and and, and I see it too. Let's talk about Catholicism rocks uh, um, for a minute. Go back to that. Okay. What's what's in the works there? And I, I know you're um, you're working on. We've we've had a radio show, Catholicism rocks radio show on the Four Persons Network, but it's been kind of fits and starts we've had some some really good shows and then some lulls and so what's in the what's in the works for 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 kind of sorting that out as a regular thing well first and foremost i am making it a priority to do something every week with that radio program every single week whether it's pre-recorded or live something will be there every week for the audience um another some great stuff that's in the works as well is um, Spiritus TV. Um, our founder, Sean Murray, has started an account there for us, starting uploading some content. We're gaining some traction over there. We're going to be doing more stuff on YouTube as well because even though YouTube has its flaws, and believe me, it does. Don't censor us, YouTube. Okay. But um, even though it has its flaws, it is still the largest platform out there. And there is still a lot of people of faith out there. And there are still a lot of people searching for truth on YouTube. And so we need to be there as Catholics to share that. Look at that, John, our TikTok channel. Um, a few months ago, uh, the our, my fellow board members asked me to create a TikTok channel for Catholicism Rocks. As of this morning, we're almost at 2,300 followers on that platform. Um, people from all over the world. Are, are checking it out and it's great all them young people i mean there's some old people like me on there of course but most of them are young people on there and so again that younger generation sharing the faith i have videos on there about the eucharist there's bible verses um have, there's some on tradition all these things and a lot of great feedback i mean there's those protestant trolls as well that happen with all catholic content it is what it is but at the same time, just a lot of great stuff happening over there. Um, the website, um, great things on the website. A couple things I love about the website. Um, there is a section to ask a priest. Father Atchley is on there. He's our resident priest, and he's on there just to answer questions, that any questions that people have. I mean, he gets back to them pretty quickly within 24, 48 hours. You ask a question, you can ask a question to a priest. You know, some people go on Facebook and say to these Catholic groups, question for a priest. 
go on catholicismrocks.com ask a question of father actually he's going to get back with you we have our forums you can ask questions in there discuss network get to know other catholics that take their faith seriously and of course there's the blogs um, i post there pretty regularly uh, my friend jm kramer who's the guy behind the lego church projects he posts there once a week as well we're always looking for more writers if you're a blogger out there and you want a place to post your stuff for free with no charge get in contact with me be glad to get you a writer account are a you, lot of are great stuff happening on, there. Uh, are you planning on having like uh, uh cherry and, and and judson continue to be involved yeah to my knowledge they still are um it just um they brought me up. They brought me on the board there, and Judson is the forum moderator, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, he's definitely so he's definitely involved. And uh, Cherry posts things on um, the LinkedIn page very consistently. Man, so she's, she's so she's involved as well. She's great. Um, she's, a, she's just a fantastic person. Yeah. So a lot, 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 lot of great stuff happening there. We have our rosary challenge happening as well. So. A rosary challenge basically is you take a picture or a video of yourself saying the rosary in a public place. We post it for you. It's just a way of getting people to pray the rosary. Okay. We say it in church. We say it at home. That's great. Yeah. We're, we're encouraging people to say it in public, to be that witness for the faith as well. Yeah. Well, um, that's a great thing. Yeah. So a lot, lot of good stuff happening. Um, we're always looking to do, to do more. But like I said, Spiritus TV, the blog, the TikTok channel, all that stuff is going great. And of course, doing the show on a weekly basis, that's my priority. Um, 10 o'clock Eastern time, Saturdays on the Four Persons Network. That's where and, the show goes. And you intend to keep doing Bert Toast and Coffee, I assume. I do. I got busy Saturdays, John. I got busy yeah. Saturdays. Yeah. Now, tomorrow, now what, once, a, once a month, I need to go to the university and take classes for my, my teaching degree. But... Um, on those Saturdays, I have them pre-recorded. They always happen. Well, I'll get something up there every time. So I, so I enjoy doing it. Network, going back to the Bible Catholic Network, okay, so you have Catholicism Rocks, and you have um, the four persons. So yep. walk us through the other networks that are that you're carrying on, on the Bible Catholic Network right now. Just okay. talk, talk a little bit about them. Yeah, sure. Thank you. So in addition to Catholicism Rocks and the four persons, um, my friend Gary Machuda has Apocrypha Apocalypse. And Gary has, he, of course, you know, he's like the expert on the Deuterocanonical books. Oh, he's great. Um, check out his book, Why Catholic Bibles Are Bigger on the Case for the Deuterocanon. But a few years ago, he started a YouTube channel called Apocrypha Apocalypse, which is basically just answering all the objections about the Deuterocanonical books. And so I contacted him and I said, Gary, and of course, he's had me. Gary is an amazing man. He's, he's been very instrumental in helping me um, start my ministry. Um, I invited him on for my podcast, and he's like, you're a convert. Come on to my radio show. I'm like, dude, like, really? Um, just a humble guy, great guy. But I asked him, I was like, I started this network. I would love to have Apocrypha Apocalypse on. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So I'm posting one episode a week. I think we're three episodes in right now. The latest one I posted was about 61 Protestant commentaries that reference 2nd Maccabees in the Book of Hebrews. So pretty fascinating stuff. And then we got um, Andesantis' Journey of Faith, 
where she just interviews people about their faith journeys, what they're doing in ministry. Um, she's she has over two, I think it's a hundred and over 150 shows on YouTube. And so I contact her, like, I'd love to have this in audio form. I'll get it pushed out, you know, Spotify, all these other places, just like I do for the four persons. Mm-hmm. And then she's also director of the um, St. Philip uh, Nanatis Foundation for, and basically they help families in crisis. Um, and so we get their show out there as well. I mean, just absolutely great stuff. Um, there's a series right now they're doing about um, healing from divorce. And that's a big thing. We, people people need that. Um, let's see. We have Bill Snyder, founder of Patchwork Heart Ministry. We have his Young Catholics Respond program on the network as well. Mm-hmm. And if you're not familiar with Patchwork Heart Ministry, check it out. Bill recently, um, about a year ago, or two years ago now, he released a documentary about the Shroud of Turin. Very fascinating piece. He's doing a lot of great work out there. So yeah, there's some great stuff happening. There's a total of seven shows on the network now, John. Of course, uh, my show as well, the William Hemsworth show, um, which is kind of like burnt toast and coffee. I, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm only one William Hemsworth, right? But it just... Um, and for a lot of the, for all those, I I keep the four persons advertising in there because you're instrumental in helping Catholicism rocks and helping me, and so just a way of giving back to you, and of course getting the four persons content far and wide as many as possible. By the way, John, don't know if you know this, biggest listenership is in Germany. Just throwing that out there. Wow. <laughs> Germany. Germany. Hmm. That's interesting. And think about all the issues. Think about all the issues Germany's having in the church. We think we have issues. Yeah. Why do you Why do you think that is that we're that we're having such an impact there because of the because of the hunger because of all the crazy want, stuff that's happening? People want the truth. That's what they want. Then they're finding it. That's fantastic. So tomorrow on Catholicism Rocks and Burnt Toast toast and Coffee, can you give us any early previews of what you're going to be covering, or do we need to wait and be surprised? Uh, burnt Toast and Coffee? I'm going to answer the question. Did the early church fathers teach the rapture? I'm guessing so you're that, going with no. Going with no. <laughs> were, they, were, they, were they pre-millennial? Sure. But premillennial does not mean they believed in the rapture. That's two different things, and that's I'm kind of I'm going to explain that in detail. Uh, Catholicism rocks. I'll be honest with you, haven't quite decided yet. I have a couple things in mind, but if I were a betting man, I would say typology in the Eucharistic typology in the Old Testament. It's loaded with it. <laughs> exactly, it sure is loaded with. Uh... You know, um, I just may go with that since I talked about it here. So. Yeah, uh, it, it, two things the Old Testament is loaded with is uh, that uh, is is a light on for people is it's loaded with typology on the Eucharist and it's loaded with typology on our Blessed Mother. Sure, it's, yes, it's just it from Genesis all the way through to you know all the way through. Uh, it, it's just it's just all over. I look forward to hearing both of those. Uh, both those programs before 
I have to go to work tomorrow afternoon, but I should be able to listen to both of them before I have to go in. And uh, I, I look forward to not working 50 hours a week for a while. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> but a Saturdays, Saturdays are, are packed for sure for me, but it's a lot of fun. I enjoy doing the shows. I'm blessed to do the shows. It's a, it's a privilege and it's a privilege. It's a privilege to work with great apostolates like four persons and Catholicism rocks and um, just sharing the Catholic faith any way possible. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's a blessing to do it. Yeah. So thank you. Well, we're, we're blessed to have you, um, you know, our partnership with you and, and have you involved in, in what we're doing. And uh, even more than that, I'm, I'm blessed to call you my friend. Um, Amen. Same here, brother. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. William Hemsworth, the Bible Catholic Network can be found at BibleCatholicNetwork.substack.com. You can see it on the little scroll down there. <laughs> yeah, right here. Yes. Yeah. All right. God bless you, William. And uh, tomorrow I'll be tuning in. You have a wonderful day. All right, John. All you right. too. God bless, John. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Does your New Year's resolution include spicing up your bedroom life? Well, maybe you should head on over to Adult Expectations and browse around to see how their inventory can help you reach all of your New Year's goals for yourself and your partner. Adult Expectations is well-lit, clean, and welcoming with a very friendly staff that can answer any question you may have to bring in a new year with a bang. They're stacked with the newest inventory that you just have to stop on by Adult Expectations today and check it out. Their address is 2505 North Stone Avenue, just north of Grant in Tucson.